Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. Their professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and monerofinancial.com. And tell them the Mickey Dudes sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Joe Kostrochi, and joining me today, I have one of our original Mickey Dude commentators from Queens, New York, currently, I guess for the next couple of weeks, home of the New York Mets. I'll keep saying that as they're still in first place. Mr. Dave Koch, recording from the street. You're literally like a street reporter, Dave, tonight, but recording from the street, still waiting for his computer to come in. Mr. Dave Koch, Dave, what's going on, brother? How you doing tonight? How's it going? Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. Yeah, I'll be in Queens for one more week and then back to Orlando because school starts on uh, on uh, August 2nd for me, so teachers report then. So, yeah, so just kind of just... Enjoying the time up north, but I'm actually starting to miss Disney World. So I have a re- I have a reservation for the day I get back. I'm getting right into the Magic Kingdom on July 30th. So can't uh, wait. Yeah, it's gonna it'll go quick, man. You'll be back to uh, your new hometown, right? Even though you say, "Oh, I'm from New York, I'm New York," I know you love Orlando a lot. I'm I'm happy you're down here in Florida. And uh, I'm a, I'm a Florida boy now. You know what? The parking over here, the street cleaning, and the really expensive tolls. Seventy-five dollars to go to seventy-five dollars to go to Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, I'm 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 done with this. Give me back to my two fifty Florida toll roads and just uh, you know, I'll visit every now and then. But Florida's my home. Yeah. Well, our speaking of Florida, our special guest joining us from Florida, she will be enjoying the newest tolls on I four when they first when they open up soon within the next I guess year or two. Uh, our guest tonight. Uh, and our monthly DVC. This is a DVC show this uh, tonight, guys. And uh, she's a fantastic representative from our sponsor, the World of DVC, which is 
DVC Resale Market, uh, DVCRentalStore.com, and MoneraFinancial.com, as you guys always hear by our fantastic commercial that uh, starts off the show. Tonight, we're going to dis- discuss DVC member cruises, what they all entail, uh, and our special guest is currently a sales associate with DVC Resale, but the reason why we brought her on is she has worked on many of the Disney VK- the uh, Disney Cruise Line ships, and she's sold DVC on those ships. She's worked on them. Special guest tonight is Miss Linda Smith. Linda, how are you tonight, first of all? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much. It's so good to he- be here with you guys, Joe and, and David. And I am not in a car. I am here in my home office <laughs> here in the big metropolis north of the Magic Kingdom called Howie in the Hills, Florida. And, and there the, really is a place. And I know where Howie in the Hills is because there's a fantastic ah. golf resort in Howie in the Hills. Um, that the, LPG, the LPGA plays a tournament at. And I've ridden my motorcycle uh, a few a good number of times through Howie and Hills. There's also a fantastic German bakery over there. It, yes, yes. The problem is it's only five miles from my house. So I'm there like I was this morning way too much. But yeah, you must be talking about the Mission Inn. And yes. I am right here. So you have to let me know when you come up on your motorcycle. Yes, and also the German bakery. What's the, I, forget, I was there once. Yalaha. Yes. The Yalaha Bakery. Yes. It's, yes. it's a fantastic little spot. Uh, Howie in the Hills is like, like Linda said, is north of all of the hustle and bustle of the city, beautiful and, and Walt Disney World. And it's a great little area. It's off the beaten track. And that little bakery is amazing. They have a fantastic entertainment outside uh, at certain times of the year. So uh, if you guys are ever driving around Central Florida and want to go somewhere different, I highly recommend that. Uh, it's a great spot to, uh, to stop. So I want to introduce a little bit about Linda. Uh, Linda, as for the Disney Vacation Club, she was actually on the grand opening team for Disney's Vero Beach Resort back in 1995, which I find awesome because I have my first stay booked at Vero coming up in the next about month and a half. So I'll be looking forward to you asking... I have not stayed there yet, Dave. No, I, but I had, I, no, I, I listen, I live five minutes from the beach, man. It's like, so it's hard to book another beach resort, but uh, yeah, Linda was on the grand opening team for that. So I look forward to asking her a few questions at the end of the show uh, about, about Vero beach. So Linda, back in 2001, you were selected to work uh, in the top DVC for the top resort sales center. And you were consistently in the top 10 of all sales guides in the company. So that sounds like you were selling a lot of, a lot of dreams to a lot of people, weren't you? I'll tell you what, and you know, with the wonderful members that I got to deal with, it was it was a pleasure to do that. Never got tired of introducing them to the magic, for sure. And you were also awarded the uh, the Leadership Circle Award over twenty times during your twenty five year career with DVC. So, we, we we're, we're, listen, we're giving a little bit of your background because we want our listeners to know you're just not some person from our sponsor coming on to to give the company spiel like you've been around Walt Disney World you've been around Disney Vacation Club you've been around the Disney Cruise Line you've been you've, you've received awards I mean I think you're we could call you a subject matter expert I think in what we're going to talk about tonight <laughs> I was well indoctrinated into the magic and it was funny you know when we uh, moved to Florida many many years ago um, I had no idea that I would work for Disney and be there with such a length of tenure. And it's been absolutely magical for me, all those. It was actually came down to 25 years before I left and accepted the invitation to come work here at the DVC resale market. So it was a great experience, Joe. I, I never looked back. Everything was great from Vero Beach to the sales centers to onto the cruise ships. 
Um, I, I have nothing but great things to say about that and, and the product as well, too. But yeah, it's been quite an adventure. It's pretty cool to have you on. I'll tell you what, uh, we've had uh, dealing with Marissa, you know, in our sponsor. Mm -hmm. we, we've had some really great guests on the last few months. So uh, we continue. To, we're looking forward to uh, today's topic about uh, you discussing a little bit of uh, the DVC member cruises. So our listeners know that I have yet to be on a, a Disney Cruise Line cruise, right? And Linda, with all of her experience, is going to be able to tell us a little bit about the cruises, what they entail, and if there's really a difference between a DVC member cruise and a regular Disney Cruise Line cruise. And that's where Dave comes in because I don't have any experience with that. I've talked about it at nauseum, and it just hasn't happened. So uh, Dave's going to be a little bit of my backup tonight to uh, compare and contrast. So first of all, uh, before I have been on two cruises so far. So I've been on the Disney Dream, and I went. I went to. Um the Bahamas and Castaway and Castaway Key with Castaway Key with that, and I also uh, was on the Disney Wish and I did Alaska. Sorry, uh, that's a great one. I'm sorry, the Disney Wonder. The Wish is the new one. The Disney yeah. Wonder. <laughs> so you've been to, been to a few places, Dave, right? So, <laughs> so, so Linda, like we we just said before, you worked on board some of the ships. Can you just first yes. tell us how you got involved with selling DVC on board? DCL cruise ships. Oh, absolutely. You know, I became, let's see, it was back in 2014, became part of the dedicated cruise team. You know, you, you go on kind of by uh, audition and invitation because a lot of your skill set is to be on stage with the microphone, which I really enjoy connecting to a lot of people at one time on the stage of their ships. So, you know, that's how I got started back then. I was on for about six and a half years and the dedicated team, that's what we did. We went on all of the ships, all four of them at the time. We'd go out for a week, be back for a few days, go out again. Uh, once in a while, you'd be back to back when you go to Alaska, which one of my favorite places to go. I think I've done 10 Alaskans. You generally go out for two weeks, flying you out there to the West Coast and going to Vancouver, which is one of my favorite cities on the planet. So um, that's how it got started. And it just became something that was such a wonderful experience. I'd only been on one cruise before in my entire life. It was a nice cruise line. It was a Royal Caribbean cruise. Uh, maybe one or two I'd been on before I actually started working and sailing at the same time. And it is a different feeling. Um, it, you know, when you compare it to other cruise lines and there's great cruise lines out there, I think it's just the magic that you have with everybody being on that ship that so many of them are so Disney-fied, if you will, because it's all about Disney. It's uh, the characters are in uh, at the port, they're on the ships, you have all of the shows. Quite often you could see one of the movies that was launching before it went to the general public in theaters, it was launching on the ship. So there were some very special things about it and everybody was happy. Uh, you want to talk about the magic? Everybody was happy. Rarely do you see somebody that's not very happy. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things. So you're saying everybody's happy. Everybody wants to be there. And I'm going to jump a little bit ahead. There's a few things I would still want to ask you, but I think this is a perfect segue. Sure. And Dave, I don't know. Dave could probably talk to just a regular DCL cruise. People are, are Disney fans because you're paying the premium to be on a Disney boat. But for a, a Disney member, for a DVC member cruise, is it does it have a different feeling because you know you're on board with other like-minded DVC members? Like everybody in the ship took the plunge. We all made that financial commitment to buy that contract. And is it like a different feeling when you're on board a member cruise rather than a regular cruise because everybody's kind of bought into the magic? 
Oh, I absolutely think it is. You know, having done the member cruises and presented on them, you know, with the team that goes out, that was one of our favorite things to do was was present at a member cruise. Because when you think about it, from the moment you walk out of your stateroom, go to breakfast, um, get off the elevator, running into people, not only are they just happy, but they're pretty much all members. So the electricity and the camaraderie that's on that ship is a little hard to describe, but the feeling is magnificent because again, everybody's bought in, you know, there's, there's nothing that they need to prove. They're already members. Nobody's looking to all they do, do buy a lot more points on the member cruise. We, we do saw a lot of points there, but it's like, they're already there. They've already bought into the magic and they're such believers. And it's so wonderful and proud to see how well the program works and to listen to their stories with their families and all the magic that happened through this membership. And they're all on the ship together. We go to port together because when we're at port, we're all off the ship doing excursions. You know, you might be on a smaller boat, you might be on a tour and everybody's a member. So it's, it's, I, I hate to overuse the word magic, but that's exactly what it is on those member cruises. All right. This, I think we've gotten a little excited. We've jumped ahead a little bit here. That's partly my fault, Dave here. So I need, we need to back up a little bit for our Mickey dudes listeners out there who actually probably don't know what they're like. What is a, a DVC member cruise? So according to, the, according to Disney's Vacation Club's website, a member cruise is a Disney Vacation Club member cruise elevates the already spectacular Disney Cruise Line experience. And standout features yes. standout features include insider shows, commemorative gifts, special decor, and more, all created with members in mind. And they they go on a little bit to explain uh, about special entertainment for the family and so on and so forth. And I think it's kind of where Linda, where you come in. So I think Dave, I think it would be right to start from the very beginning and asking Linda. Tell us what, so what does the member crew specifically entail? How does a member sign up for one? Let's go, let's get the basics out here because I've never even been on one and I'm not hundred percent sure. Like we always tell people like cruises are never a good use of points. Let's put that aside. Let's just talk about the basis of what a member cruise entails. So where do we sign up for one? Uh, where do they go? Can we use points in cash? So let, let's kind of get the basics from there. Can you hear my dog barking? That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh God, of all the times. You have to, well, you know, you might be curious. Okay. So I want to do a member cruise. How do I get on a member cruise? You might be wondering, well, you got to have a little bit of luck, but I will tell you those member cruises are so, so popular and such high demand. You literally booking through member services, which you have to do it. You book through member services, not DCL, because this is a charter. The entire boat is chartered by Disney vacation club. So you're going to book through member services and you may have a wait of hours and keep your fingers and your toes crossed. Not everybody's getting on that ship, guys. So you wanna talk about something that is select. Members love it, they die to get on it. Can you do it all on points? You can, the points are pretty hefty, but you can also mix points in cash, which a lot of my members did that. Mix points in cash, meaning you know some could be points and then the rest could be cash. You can bring a few family members, but that is a chartered cruise specifically for Disney Vacation Club members. That whole ship, that's what it's for. Linda? Yes. Can you also do full cash with it? Um, you know what? As I remember, I believe one person has to be on points these days. I think okay. maybe one, one of my first ones, they could do all cash, but I think now there's a mixture at least. Somebody's got to be on points. At least one family member's got to be in that cabin on points, and then the rest can be cash. So you're saying it's chartered. So it's it's kind of no mm -hmm. different than when DVC does the member nights out in the parks. They're technically renting the park 
from the Walt Disney World Company to do like the extra magic hours for the uh, for the for the DVC members and so on and so forth. It's a similar thing. It's the same staff, it's the same everything else, but it's technically a chartered boat. Exactly, exactly. So when you think of the gangplank, everybody walking up that ship is a member of Disney Vacation Club or family thereof. Um, so it is very special. It's generally once a year that it happens. So the pent up demand is humongous to go on that member cruise. Uh, the destinations are generally Caribbean, but we've done Alaska. Oh my gosh, that was, of course, God's country out there. But a lot of them, um, that was a seven day, of course. Um, some of them are shorter cruises, like the Dream had a member cruise on it as well. And those are packed fun. I think I remember doing one that was, uh, we call it a double dipper that hit Castaway twice. And that's, of course, that's a reason for you, Joe, to go on a Disney cruise. And I would recommend that you do not to get off the beaten path, but go on a short one and, you know, go to Castaway. But, you know, the member cruises um, are very special because a lot of things are done on a member cruise that are not done on the regular sailings of the ship. We have special guests that come on. Uh, again, we'll launch movies, a Broadway play before it ever goes to the general public. Um, and I always joke with my members who've not been on it before. I said, you have to promise me one thing. You must take an extra suitcase or you better pack some garbage, garbage bags with you because you get swag and member gifts, not one night, not two nights. Every single night of the cruise, you come back and your bed is loaded with member gifts. So of course, those that don't do that, they have to run to the gift shop early on and buy, we, we sell out of all of the luggage uh, luggage, luggage uh, bags that are in the gift shops because the members forgot to bring an extra suitcase. So I'd recommend a few garbage bags because you literally are going to want to take it all with you. So those are all the people I see walking around the parks with like the Disney Vacation Club member cruise stuff. They had it laid yes. on their bed when they uh, when they got back to their stateroom after a day of, uh, of doing whatever on the boat. So Yes, it, yes. And I would say the only thing that they don't take off the ship, well, I guess I'm kind of guilty is the chocolate. So that's con very consumable. So, so Dave, as somebody who's been on a regular Disney cruise line ship, but what Linda's just said, would that be something that like would in, in, entice you to, if you were a DVC owner to use like points or try to like go on a cruise with a friend of yours, like you listen, Dave, you know, enough people have points, right? <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, do those things that like Linda is mentioning would entice you to like, be like, listen, I want to go on one of those cruises rather than a regular DCL cruise. Absolutely. Most definitely. Uh, First off, you know, when you're on those ships, you know, it's an extension of the parks. It's it's pure it's pure magic. But from what, you know, from what Linda's uh, describing, you know, uh, in terms of the special guests, you know, for what actually uh, DCL pulls out for a regular cruise, you know, it's one of those that is jaw dropping. So I can just imagine how some of the how some of these little are just that extra bit of pixie dust that, you know, we're, we're all immersed in the magic, but over here, it's just complete saturation. So most, most definitely. And, you know, I'm one of those people that just gets, gets the, gets the thrill of walking into my, uh, you know, when I, when I got my, when I got my, my silver, when I got my uh, silver status and walking in and finding my little drawstring bag, it was just pure magic for me and walking into just walking into the uh into the stateroom and finding the towel the towel animals on the bed and everything is just pure joy for me so to find more swag that i could actually take with me you know 
it's definitely would be another piece of magic that I would definitely be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm all for this. Now, Linda, if you if a member were to go on a, a member cruise, did they get credit towards their DCL status? I know that's a big deal for cruise line members. I know for me, I'm a huge American Airlines flyer, <laughs> a huge Marriott person. So <laughs> I love my status. Like I'm all over that stuff, making sure like all my points are, you know, deposited when they're supposed to be. I know DCL cruisers are very big on their status. They're very proud of it. Does that count towards a status or is it separate because it's a chartered boat? You know, it's a charter, you know, that's an excellent question. And now I'm curious that I need to look into that. But um, the Castaway Club is very, is separate from, you know, the member cruises because, you know, on the Castaway Club, you're going to get something from the Castaway Club on your bed when you, uh, when you go into your stateroom um, before that ship sails and they receive the credits towards the different levels, uh, you know, platinum, you get a platinum member in your office with that lanyard on, you know that they have been on a ton of cruises. So that's very different. You know, the member cruises set aside from that, but it is a private charter and it is extremely special. I highly recommend if you've never gone on a member cruise, do it um, just for the feeling of it. But you know, a lot of people don't cruise. You know, some people are just not comfortable on the water. They don't feel comfortable, you know, for, you know, they feel like maybe they're gonna get seasick or something like that. Those ships are huge. The ballast systems are outstanding. Now, back in May, they uh, the first uh, DVC member cruise was announced, and it was on the Disney. It was a three day cruise out of Port Canaveral on the uh, Disney Wonder to Castaway Key and back, and uh, it sold out very quickly. Uh, I'm not sure. You're saying that they always sell out quickly, but I don't know if it's did it sell out quickly because and just is it because members had a pent up amount of points that they couldn't use and they're looking for any kind of way to use them and maybe like oh well, we'll try the dvc cruise even though it might not be the best use of points because like you said before it's very it's a very high usage of points for a member cruise do you think that's possibly one of the reasons why because this sold out within like i think hours or within a day this this cruise this member cruise <laughs> was sold out yeah yeah, well, the sellout of member cruises, most of them do do sell out. And I think it's it's combination to what you said. Maybe they've got some extra points, but it's not about, well, gosh, we've got some extra points. How am I going to use points this year? This chartered special member cruise is announced usually, like remember the last one I did, the next member cruise was announced when we were at the end of the one we were on. So there's tons of pent up demand waiting to go. And I think, you know, obviously we all went through, you know, crazy time this last year, you know, with the COVID situation, but pre all of that, I'd say the biggest reason people want, want to go on the member cruise is not how they're going to like, okay, how am I going to get rid of points? It's for the experience. It's dead on. It's for the experience to go. It's a been there, done that, loved that. Maybe I could do again because the point usage doesn't make ginormous economic sense. You know, on that, but, you know, most cruise members, though, that you meet, or some of them that you meet, too, like when I sold a lot of points on the ships, a lot of those members were coming in to add on points, but a lot of them rented their points out and took money and put cash towards going on a ship, which made a lot of sense to them. Anytime you meet a member that's done a lot of cruises on points, they usually have a very, very large point package. You're talking about 800, 1,000, 1,500 point owners. It's not um, It's not going to be set well for people that want to do cruises on points from like an average, just average family like myself, but just wouldn't be what we do. It's a special experience. Just like when you remember the millennium that went off 2000, year 2000. Um, I remember that extremely well. I was wa I was working there in Disney World at one of the sales centers, and everybody thought the lights were going to go out. Well, the pent-up demand for the Millennium was ginormous. Think of that every time 
somebody wants to go on a member cruise, it's like another millennium. They love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I don't think it's for somebody like uh, me who has a 180-point contract. I have two contracts total 180 points. <laughs> You're talking about people have 1,500, 1,000. Yeah, it's, that's like three years of points for me right there. Dave, I apologize. I jumped in front of you there. What were you going to say, brother? Linda, you had said that they announced the cruise at the end of the um, the current cruise. Are, guests al- are onboard guests allowed to do a, um, a pre-booking while on board to act? get a spot for the next cruise when they announce it, if they're still on board. I'm trying to remember that in my, in my brain, like the last member cruise I did was a couple of years ago, you know, it's pre COVID. And it seemed to me that I want I could be wrong, but I want to say no, everybody had to get back on land and everybody's going to have a fair shot at it um, to get a hold of member services, but they announced the date they were going to launch it. And so I know a lot of people that I was talking to on the ship that I was meeting the members, they were, they had intentions of to be ready when they got home to go on that ship again. Yeah, Dave, or kind of, sailing like that again. Dave, that kind of sounds like uh, when I guess uh, you've been on cruises, right? They have like the, um, the I don't want to say a buyback, but you could put like your, your deposit down on a future cruise, right? Did you ever have the yeah, opportunity? Placeholder. To placeholder. Placeholder. Yeah. Get a uh, extra onboard credit. Sometimes there, there's usually some yes. incentive, uh, my second cruise, I did. I did book while on while on the ship the first time around. You know, I booked. I booked Alaska when I was on the Dream, and it was for like about a year and a half later. Or so yeah, so. David did it the smart way, putting a placeholder on a regular cruise. So I remember cruise. A regular cruise is really smart because you do get some stateroom credit that's on there as well, and um, you just make sure that you have your pick of going. So a lot of people. I'll tell you what. That was a busy, very very busy desk. The last night of the cruise was the future cruise desk where everybody was lined up. They waited too long and they, and it was a line all the way down and around the corner on that deck to do that. So that's a very smart thing doing so. But a member cruise really, as I remember, it was set up that, okay, here's the date. You guys be ready when you get off. This is the date you're going to be able to book. But they, what they did is they would announce what it was, the length of the sailing, where it was going to get people excited about that. And then the date was going to come. Now, Linda, you said, you know, besides putting, uh, you know, the placeholder, um, you were on board the ship and you were working for Disney Vacation Club at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously you're there to posit, you know, sell points as well. Obviously you want to sell, <laughs> you want to sell more contracts. Listen, it, it's a business, right? And you get people inside the magic and they're very happy and it's, it is what it is, right? What was yep. it, what was it like selling on board the ship? And what I mean was, what was it like? Was it busy? And was there any kind of special incentives that Disney Vacation Club was doing at the time on board the ship to entice people to to buy? Because even for me, right, I have two contracts, right? Um, I'm pretty good for myself right now. It's just me and my wife. It's 180 points. We stretch our points. But if somebody's going on these kind of cruises, you're saying yeah, they have a larger point balance, right? They're, these people would normally have maybe it's 800,000, 1,500 points you know, in, in their bank. It. I always looking for the next deal. What are they offering? You know, is there any kind of special incentives? Was there anything? I'm always looking. So my point is, mm-hmm. is was there any kind of special incentives for a member to purchase additional points on board a, a DCL DVC member cruise? Yeah, that's a great question. People often uh, wonder that. And, you know, years ago, I remember, I think it was when I first started on the on the dedicated team, it was a little bit better having the incentives that if you buy on the ship, versus on land. And then then the, the thought process was the philosophy with leadership is we kind of want to make it even Steven. So what we were able to do on the ship is offer something that was unique, meaning that there's no way to get a shipboard credit and put credit toward excursions immediately 
by buying points on that ship. You can't do that on land, right? Because you can't get a shipboard credit on land. You could get cash off. So what a lot of people did is they love to buy on the cruise. A, they're in the ether, right? It, right? They've got a lot of magic going on. There's a lot of activities. They've come to the shows. They're very incented. They get it. They want to join. They want to add on. Well, how cool would it be early in the cruise to come and visit with us and buy more points, get a shipboard credit to pay for your excursions? Maybe swimming with the dolphins now when we get off on one of the islands is paid for because you bought points on the ship and you had the choice of doing that unique exchange and getting a shipboard credit. But I think, you know, the biggest reason that I think we got super busy at the end, because everybody kind of tends to wait, there's so, over the years, the activities on the ship kept growing, growing and growing. So the attendance on the ship to go to those activities was very, very heavy. We had a lot of people that come to our shows, but we got busier and busier towards the very end of the cruise. You know, everybody waits the last minute. They're all, we're all human beings. We procrastinate everything. And they all want to see us. So we're all up to like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning, the last night at a cruise with people that want to come in and join or want to buy more points with us. So super, super busy. Um, but I think one of the biggest reasons it was so successful out there and the volume is they're on the ship. You know, at Disney World, they're going to go buy a kiosk with our advanced sales associates then. And that advanced sales associate may have one opportunity to book a tour or a sit down or an open house for that guest to go to one of the sales centers and meet with a sales guide. Whereas on the ship, you have a couple thousand people that are not getting off that ship. They're going to be on that ship with you, say, for seven days on the Fantasy, which is our big was the biggest volume cruise that we had. Um, so they're going to come back by that desk. We had a wonderful desk. My wonderful team was up there on deck for midship and they could visit with people, talk to them without them being in a sales environment yet, and then book the appointments to come down. So it's a very, very unique, comfortable process for a guest on the ship. And they can come back around, they can stop at that desk, they can ask their questions and they're not again, feeling that, okay, I've got to make any sort of decision. They get to me. You know, when I worked for Disney Direct and sold on the ships, I was at the very last step that they would do. They'd come down, they want specific questions answered. Let's run the numbers. Let's talk about financing. What does my family need? And then, you know what? You know what, Joe, if you're not quite ready, go back to your stateroom, talk to your wife, go back, talk to your family and come back and see me tomorrow morning before you get off your castaway. Or tomorrow, tomorrow night will be your last chance, but go talk about it. Go sit down, talk about a family. You don't have to worry about it. You know what? Most of them came back. Because there was no pressure. That's just the Disney thing, right? It's no pressure at all. Yeah, Dave, have you ever done the um, any of the, the DVC tours over at Saratoga? I have. I have not. The last time I looked into DVC, it was a uh, it was a it was a virtual uh, presentation on it, and it was it was a it was a phone type interview that I did, I, and I did it back from New York. It was before I was living in. Uh, it was before I was living in Florida, and. One of the reasons, one of the reasons why I never actually went and did any of the tours is I know right now, I'm, I do attend, I do hope eventually to own DVC, but right now I don't have the intention of buying, so I never just wanted to waste the cast members' time. At that point, I kind of felt that it was just unethical for me, and plus all of my friends being DVC members, I've been in all of, I've been <laughs> in all your hotel, all your rooms that, I, I know exactly what the product is, you know. I pretty much, I've pretty much been a guest and, and spent the night with almost everybody. So, you know, I've, I've stayed at every, every single PBC property right now. So, yeah, that's definitely one of those things, you know, Linda, I, I, if you don't know, say I own two contracts, I've done the tour 
Uh, both of my contracts have been resale, uh, but I've done the tour with. Yay. Well, I guess I'm a resale guy. I'm a legacy guy. Uh, yeah, I, I've done the tour with some friends, at, you know, at Saratoga, and that's the one thing. Listen, we don't work for Disney, right? Linda doesn't work for Disney right. anymore. But like, it sells mm-hmm. itself. It's like, listen, this is what it is. If you want it, we'll touch base with you. If you're not, don't worry about it. I own timeshares in other places. I own timeshare. Mm-hmm. My family does at Orange Lake. It's a much a much different experience. It's my parents want. We also own in Aruba. We've had that for years. Much different. Sure. Much different experiences for timeshare stuff. So compared from Disney, <laughs> Disney just kind of lets you go. They're like, yeah, just come back when you want. It sells itself. So that's the one good thing about it. At least if you're on board to ship, it's like, yeah, you know what? Come back. We're here. You know, it's 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 no skin off our back. It's points too, so it's not like you're buying a specific room in a specific week that like can be sold to somebody else. So it's exactly. uh, you know you're buying like you know essentially a point value. So I think that makes it a little bit easier. But it sounds good to me. For me, I love DVC. That's why the guys let me do these DVC shows with you, with you guys, the sponsors. And I love talking about resorts. And I'm like I said, I'm a resort guy. I enjoy the hotels and the restaurants and playing golf and the activities more than sometimes the park sometimes. And I, besides how much these cruises cost point-wise, because it's, like, ridiculous. I think right now they're <laughs> advertising one coming up. It's a seven-night uh, on uh, from Vancouver on the Disney Wonder. It's starting from three, 328 points it's starting from. And, <laughs> I mean, that's just, like, that's, like, th- almost two and a half years worth of points for me. So... No, uh, yeah, no. and that's probably an no. inside, that's probably an inside stateroom. So for me, th- that's that's kind of hard to justify that that point spending. But I will say this: for what you're saying, and what Dave is comparing a regular cr- cruise compared to this, I love talking DVC. I love meeting other members. Where do you own? When did you buy your contract? What, what what's your favorite? And you have that like mindedness. And the thing that's funny is, and I think this is brilliant on on DVC's part is. I did this on my honeymoon where you meet couples and you stay in touch and you meet friends. You're going to end up meeting people on board this cruise that are also obviously, oh, I own a Saratoga too, Joe. When do you go down? You have a blast with them over seven days. You stay in touch and you start vacationing with them. That's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that happens a ton. So it's a brilliant move on DVC's part to actually have these cruises because you're with like-minded people. You're sharing stories. Where do you like to stay? What do you think is the best way to, you know, to, uh, to stretch your points, you know, oh, I, I stay in January and I stay at this level of room and I get the rooms for this amount more than like there's so many things you could talk about. I think that's why it's a it's a it's a I, that's what I find cool about it. That and also the merch, because I I don't think Disney does a good enough job with their hotel merch. And the fact that they're giving you merch every night in your room is actually kind of cool. As heck, you know, oh, remember- it's fabulous. I never get tired of it. And, you know, it was kind of cool for me, too, because. You know, when you're working on a ship, um, most of the time you're, you're not bringing a spouse with you. You're not bringing somebody else. So, you know, in our staterooms that we had on the member cruises, I got two of everything because there, I was just me in my room. I mean, trust me, after you work like 65, 70 hours per week, you don't want anybody in your room. So um, a lot of times I kind of enjoyed giving some of my things away to the crew because they're not allowed to have that stuff unless they're given and they have to have permission. So I enjoyed kind of doing that because they didn't get a whole set of that. So I give a lot of my stuff away. Good, but good deeds yeah. always come back around, Linda, right? So that's they awesome do. that you do They do. Always be kind. It's a good four-letter word, right? So it's definitely interesting to see, you know, a little bit, to talk a little bit about these member cruises. Is there anything that we really haven't touched on, Linda, that you think would be useful for, like, our, our audience to know? I mean, it sounds like it's almost like, almost an, not identical to Disney Cruise Line Cruise, but, like, it's a DCL cruise turned up a little bit with a little bit of extra you know dvc magic on it some swag some special shows special guests uh maybe special meals or activities on board but just kind of like enhanced a little bit for the dvc member 
Yeah, I want you to think for those cruisers that are out there that know our ships very well, all four of those ships are very special. I love the classics because obviously the Wonder is going to do Alaska, one of my favorite places. Um, the Magic is going to do Europe. Iceland was one of my favorite places to work as well. But just think of a regular cruise on steroids. That's what the member cruise is. Most definitely. <laughs> so on steroids. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so shifting gears here, Linda, I, we appreciate all the info uh, about the member yeah. cruises. It's, it's kind of refreshing to learn something new. Even as a DVC junkie, I still don't know a lot because I didn't have an interest in using my points for a cruise. I never really looked into it too much, but this was a definitely a uh, uh, an opportunity to do so. Uh, one thing I do want to also add for the uh, Disney Cruise Line, for those that are considering a cruise, be it the member cruise or just any, any cruise on Disney Cruise Line, uh, if you're going on the um on the dream or the fantasy and i would i would imagine the new ships that are coming out do not discount the in the uh indoor uh, staterooms the uh because they have those magic portals where it's a video of the of a portal outside on the other side of the ship but you know you have a little bit of extras every now and then you look out you look out your video portal and you think you're actually looking out onto the water and you know, you have Ariel swim by and wave to you every now and then or something like that. And that's pure magic, too. I did it. I did it once just to say I did it. And I actually was the first time in my life I enjoyed being in an indoor uh, state in an indoor state room. Yeah, you watch after uh, the Star Wars Galactic, uh, whatever that's called, the hotel and Space 220. I guarantee those rooms will probably become popular because everybody's going to want the, the digital the digital windows rather than the actual like window looking oh outside. yeah yeah the death stars were already in the inside stay room i mean as we're as a worker bee on the ship that's what we had is the inside and i loved it because they were really dark and on the days that you could sleep in were not very many you know a port day then it was great sleeping and then you know get up go to the spa while everybody's out running around after 200 cruises in about six and a half years you don't always get want to get off when you're working well, it sounds like it was a fun experience for you. Uh, but it you're, was. You're, you're back on land, got the two feet planted, working for DVC Resale Market, uh, DVC Rental Store, Monero Financial, all of our wonderful sponsors over at the world of, D of DVC. So this is the type of, uh, this is the time of the show, Linda, where I like to just ask our guests from the company, what's the current like DVC resale trends out there? And also the DVC rental trends out there. Is there one specific resort that's selling um, more than the other? Is one being bought back more than the other? Uh, is there a specific resort that you're seeing uh, rentals are more popular at? Just anything that you think is going on that the, our, our audience would find interesting about what's going on within the, the uh, resale or rental store world? Yeah, absolutely. For DVC rental, uh, resale market, you know, for, for our company, I would say one of the interesting and wonderful things about our company, and there's many, is that you can go on the search bar and you can type in questions and find about everything. Um, the ROFR report, what is that? The right of first refusal report, you type in R-O-F-R and you can get that through June. Interesting facts about the ROFR report for June is that there were not a lot of buybacks. I think there might've been about 14 of them. I think Saratoga was, um, you know, had maybe more than others were a couple months ago, they were targeting Bay Lake Tower and we had maybe 30 some, you know, before June. So it's interesting. So Disney kind of backed off that just a little bit. So from a buyer standpoint, that's a good indication. Um, this is a great, great time, guys. If you're a seller, you want to get your, your membership listed. If you're a buyer, there's a little bit bigger menu that's out there for you. Because I'll tell you what, in April of this year, 
we had about 64 active listings. Those were listings that didn't say sales accepted, were already sold. The April before that, now mind you, this was like pre-COVID, we had uh, 400 listings. So we were selling these listings just fat faster than we could get them in. Now, not that it's the buyers are not there, they are out there, we are busy. It's about 10% more listings than sales volume. Volume's still very, very high. And this is still the time of year, which is really, really good um, for sellers to list, to get in there, the market's high, because we look at the average price for a resale today over last year is $33 per point higher than what they were selling for overall average. Now, top to bottom, Grand Californian, all the way down to, you know, Vero Beach Hilton Head, this is the average, but $33 higher. Talk to anybody last summer who decided to wait until winter to buy their Disney Vacation Club resale membership, they're gonna tell you they kicked themselves, they waited. So the market's strong, get in there. We have a great menu to pick from. I'd say, you know, what you were asking Joe too is what are some of the popular ones? Well, you know, sometimes members um, come to us too and they just wanna get more points generally and they want lower dues and they want a good price point. Saratoga, OQS are really, really good for that. And then your convenience customer, we've got a lot of Bay Lake Tower to look at right now and some new Polynesian coming in. So boy, get on the website. We have so much to offer you right now. It's a really, really good time to buy and a great time to list. You know, you know what's crazy is um, I bought my points back in 2014 and I bought them at Saratoga. I paid $81 a point. And I remember people telling me like, man, I bought my Saratoga at like 60 uh, so I'm on DVCResellMarket.com right now, and <laughs> so 100-point contracts are going for 130 point. And this is a resort that everybody says is like the bottom. It's like you you get Saratoga because there's nothing else left, and they're still selling at 130, 140 dollars a point. So I mean, depending on like the length of the contract. So and that's over what a six year period, and it's gone up, and it's got less years on it. So I mean, we always say it's this. Amazing. It, it's absolutely amazing if you're a Disney person. And, you know, I'm pro DVC. Yeah, sometimes Disney drives us nuts with certain things in the parks. Me and Dave have gone on rants about that, but we love the resorts. I mean, this is a good time to Saratoga buy. Saratoga is just charming. It, I, it's listen, stunning. even even listen, even Chuck liked Saratoga when he walked. Yeah. The bridge. What it's about a, that bridge? It, hell yeah, it's a beautiful resort. I, I love going there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a horse person. I show horses nationally when I get an opportunity, you know, once every month or so. And what I loved about Saratoga was that beautiful bronze statue of that racehorse and that jockey. As you walk over and go into Artist Palette there to get those, oh, they have great, great food there, and it's quick. There is that beautiful statue, but with 800 villas and 60 tree houses at Saratoga. Like uh, David said, it is kind of like a default resort that if you're going last minute, a lot of times you can get in, but I love the bridge. That was a big enhancement. Walk right over to Disney Springs. I still want to call it downtown Disney, but. I even love when you're driving in and then the road changes and it sounds like your car is a galloping horse. You know, yes. It's pure, pure Disney storytelling. Yes. Linda, yes. I absolutely love it when every, on the hour you hear the call to post wherever you're at on the resort. That's great. And just, and just, and just for, just, and Linda, so if there was a resort designed all about racing, I would be all over it. Right. And Linda, you know, who shows paint and quarter horses and who's won several world titles with that. She must be in her glory when she is driving around Saratoga Springs and seeing the bronze horses, all of the, the, the equestrian and racing themed, like 
decor up in, up in, 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 the, in the lobby and stuff like that. It must be kind of like, it must bring a smile to your face. It's kind of like your world, your, your outside Disney world that you actually, you actually like, you actually love. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And working in the sales center there before I went on the dedicated cruise team, I think I was probably when it first opened back in 2004, one of those first people to run into the gift shop and buy one of those t-shirts with the racehorses on the back that said Saratoga Springs. But, um, you know, you can't pick a bad resort. You really can't. They all have their own flavor. They all, people have their favorites. If you're convenience people, you're monorail, but I'll tell you what, don't discount Saratoga one bit to go stay there hop on over to that bridge, go over and shop and have all those fabulous restaurants and the experience. I have some people who just love to stay at Saratoga, period. Well, and speaking of not discounting resorts, I think one resort that gets overlooked a lot as DVC members is Disney's Vero Beach Resort. And mm-hmm. uh, Linda was on the opening team for Vero Beach back in 1995. And yep. um, so and Dave's kind of like, oh, I can't believe you haven't been there, Joe. You know, I'm like, well, Dave, yeah, I live five minutes from the beach. You know what I'm saying? I, so like, I, oh, I'm I'm just because it's like I have something on you. I've been to Vero Beach. <laughs> I, you. I, I'm just, I'm just happy. You know, and it's just like uh, those things. It's, I got one up on Joe Quattrochi. I know, right? Because so, you know, I've stayed at pretty much all the DVC resorts except Grand California, I believe, and Vero. But uh, so Linda, like, so somebody who's, and I want to just pick your brain a little bit here, as somebody who is going to be going to Vero Beach for the first time. Um, I don't, I don't, I've never even been to Vero. I've driven through it on I-95 heading south to see my family in South Florida. Um, any, is there any kind of tips or advice that you would give a first time DVC member going to Vero beach? Just like stuff that maybe you think is interesting tips to go to the beach or the pool or like the surrounding area, anything that you, uh, that you uh, suggest. Yeah, well, the pool's great there. I mean, it's absolutely great. It's got that, I think it's a three-story water spiral slide that goes down into that beautiful pool. There's a little putt-putt golf course around there for the kids, which is nice too. And, you know, in my early days when Vero Beach first opened, you know, it, it's nestled in an extremely affluent area. Um, the, the county of Indian River, it has probably one of the highest concentrations of retired CEOs in the nation that live in that county. So it's a very affluent area, very safe area. And, um, you know, kind of nestled there. Well, kind of the locals thought that they should be able to come over and use the pool. And when I tell you in the early days of your beach, we were nicely exiting about 80 or 90 people a day that just kind of broke into the pool area oh, wow. <laughs> because our members didn't have, <laughs> members were not having a place to stay. We're like, what's going on out here? We literally had to police the pool because it was such a demand. Because where as a grandparent can you take your kids, have a three-story vo- a volcano um, a three-story tower water slide that's kind of in your backyard. You don't. So you went down to Disney and tried to break into the pool area. But now we fix that. The pool's great. Um, the ambiance there, the, the food is wonderful. Um, oh, yeah. We, that's really, isn't it? Isn't it, David? The restaurants yep. there are just great. Um, you know, and when you drive over and you kind of really don't know where you're going, and when you get there at that corner, I think it's 512 in South A1A, it looms up out of the sand. It is probably one of the best architectural, architectural, excuse me, things we've ever built. Architects of Graham and Gund out of Boston designed that resort. And it's a small intimate resort. I think there's about 178 doors there. So you do need to book in an advance during special times. But there's times a year that, that I always love. And I always try to get back for the season anywhere from about May for about 90 days through the summer, you've got one of the last nesting places for the great loggerhead turtles is on those beaches. And the rangers, there's a special thing you can do and sign up for where the rangers at that time would take you down and you could, you know, and you could wait 
and watch um, the turtles come in and lay their eggs. And about 60 days later, they would hatch. And so the rangers would come in and, you know, save as many nests as possible so that there's preserved a lot of those eggs. So there was a lot high survival rate there because there's little babies. And you had to turn your lights off. I mean, there were huge fines there for lights being on along the highway or the resort because the babies would get distracted. But you've got that. And around the corner, about five minutes away, you've got the Environmental Learning Center that's there too, which is a great place. And um, that's some, got some great activities there. Golfing, if you're a golfer, there's some oh, yeah. of the best golf courses in the area. Bent Tree Golf Course is right, oh, I think maybe five, 10 minutes away. The great, great stories about that place. You know, one of the things that I absolutely loved about that resort and everybody talked about it was the green cabin room because that was the bar area up on, I believe the second floor where you go up there and it's all glass in the back. You could sit outside, you could sit inside all mahogany wood. It was designed and felt like the galley of a ship. And over on one side in the curios were some of the um, treasure that was found there uh, on loan from the treasure museum. And a lot of people don't know this. This was um, many, many years ago, there was a Spanish galleon that actually sank about 250, 350 feet out from the resort shoreline. Now, Mel Fisher has all of the rights to any of the treasure that's found in the water. But a little boy right before we opened had a metal detector and he actually found, because if it's on the sand, it's free for all, you can keep it. He found a gold piece of eight in the sand with his metal detector. Oh, no way. What a cool thing. So lesson learned guys, if you're diving out there 300 feet out and you find some treasure, you better throw it up on the sand because otherwise it belongs to Mel. <laughs> so I had a rum tasting in that room and they gave us they gave us uh, pi pirate costumes to put on. You know, they, they yeah. like on the ship, they gave us, they gave us the do-rags, they gave us the eye patch and that bar was that that bar i could just sit there for hours it's it's just um it's a very chill spot like you said um being able just to even look out the windows into the lobby and just people watch you know it was oh, it yeah. wasn't went through, i went during covid time so there really wasn't as much traffic but you know even that just you know the huge mosaic of the turtle at the you know i got some great pictures from just being up in that bar for, for that's on on the floor of that lobby and all yeah, you know that turtle was hand laid by a local artist. I wow. think there's there's something like uh, 1,200 pieces of of the mosaic that's put together in that in that frame. So there's a lot of history and there's a lot of special things there. But the green cabin room is a very special place. So we got to get Joe to go to Vero Beach, and he's got to go up to the green cabin room and tell me you will not come back sitting out there having a you know, drink with friends or some nice hors d'oeuvres and watching the thunderstorms as they roll out on the ocean. That's pretty cool. So this is the thing, Linda, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that piece of advice and David, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but so I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there right around my anniversary with my wife. Oh. So would that be, would that be something that like, and I'm going to kind of roll into this final question about Vero. Is that something that like I would do want to do with my wife for like a special thing for our anniversary and what would you suggest? Is there any great restaurants either on property or around the area that'd be good for like a wedding, you know, wedding anniversary or anniversary <laughs> dinner? And also, how's the spa there? Because I know they have a spa on site if it's open. Um, how is the spa there as well? So, because like, my wife is a big spa person, she lets me play golf, even though she plays with me now, um, but she loves the spa. So it's like looking for a good restaurant, good experience uh, for like our anniversary dinner. And is the spa worthwhile? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I know that when I was working there, mind you, this was way, way, way back in the day, um, the spa was not um, what it is at present time. So I couldn't speak as strongly to that. I remember going in and we had a place where you could go and there was a massage area, but I think it's been greatly enhanced. So if I were you, I'd absolutely check that out, particularly going for your anniversary. You're going to spend time in the green cabin room. You're absolutely going to have one of your dinners has got to be at the resort, but there are some fabulous restaurant experiences in the little town of Vero Beach. It's about a trolley ride away, or you may want to drive down there because there's lots of cool little shops there and you're right on the ocean. The Ocean Grill, if it's still there, was one of my favorite places because you literally were in that restaurant and part of it jutted out over the ocean and it was all glass. And if you like stone crabs, one of the best meals you're going to have is going to be right there in that restaurant. So highly recommend it. I mean, there's, you know, living in Florida, we're awfully spoiled. I would never travel up north or the Midwest and probably order fish or seafood because it's not the same. But yeah. down here, oh, it's absolutely outstanding. But I think you're going to definitely want some pool time, some quiet time there around the pool. And you can go get a cabana on, you know, nice little cabana privately on that beach as well. And you can walk for miles. And, you know, I will tell you a quick little story about, you know, when I worked there, because I worked there for six and a half years and I loved every moment of it, is one of the best vacations I ever had was I had some really great friends come down from Indiana. I'm originally from Indiana and they were college sorority sisters of mine. And they came down and we used my points to first stay at Boardwalk for a few nights. And then we finished the vacation. We had two ocean viewing rooms connecting in Vero Beach, Florida. And do you know, even though my office was right there, I did not feel like I was at work by vacationing there in Vero Beach on my points with my friends. I think it's all about who you're with and the atmosphere and the experience. I think you'd love it. That's a great place to take your wife for anniversary. She's going to want you to take her back. You did a great job with separating, uh, you know, work and, and pleasure there by, <laughs> by not feeling that way. So, <laughs> Yeah, I did separate. Uh, also, us being Northeasterners and everything, we know good pizza. And we're always on that. We're always down in Florida looking for that uh, decent pizzeria that uh, we can actually call our own. And a lot of times we struggle for it. One of the best Florida slices that I've had, it was in a little pizzeria right next door to the resort on the beach. So yes. it's, it's something to definitely uh, check out. Oh, you're right. I remember that. We used to walk over there and grab stuff for lunch, David. That was, yeah, and pizza was really, really high. And then they made some great subs out there. And, and as I remember, it was all like family run, very busy little place and very reasonable. Right, I'm taking I'm taking notes right now, so because I'm literally like, we get spoiled going to Walt Disney World, right? We we know where to go, we know where we like, you know, when something new comes out, it's easy. Oh, it's new. Like you don't have to do any homework. Everybody's gonna review it and tell you about it. But when you're going somewhere new, it's like, I don't know much about Vero, like, and it's two and a half hours south of me right now. So, but yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to. I'm looking forward to playing some golf, having a new experience with my wife, especially using DVC points. It's you know, there's only so many times you could stay at. You know, Saratoga or Old Key West. It's kind of, it's great. Trust me, we're very blessed to have our points, but it's nice to, you know, experience something new. And uh, I think we're, we were kind of forced into this hand, but I'm actually really looking forward to it, um, which, oh. which is, you know, which is going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And what I would do too, just a suggestion, Joe, too, is ask if you could see a beach cottage. Okay. Those are what they call grand villas over in Disney World. The beach cottages are stunning. They're right up as far as you can go against the ocean. And they're a delightful experience. All the living room is upstairs and the sleeping is down. So that makes it really, really cool to be up there over the ocean as close as you can go and sit out on that back porch. 
you'd love it. We used to do member breakfasts and welcomes there too. I don't know if they still do that, but ask to see Beach Cottage cottage if available i'm always the one even in walt disney world going up to the the dvc sales associate just making like small talk being hey how you doing so when i'm at vera i'm sure i will definitely go out of my way to uh to maybe make that happen so i think there's been a lot a lot of great information on today's show linda thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show and talk about the dvc member cruises and dcl in general as well and you know shedding a little bit of light about you know vero and hopefully i'll have a great trip and even about the current trends but before we let you go uh, we're kind of resurrecting this segment, right, Dave? Which is great. We haven't done it in a long time. We did it last week uh, with our special guests uh, on the uh, from our Run Disney show. But we're going to do a little bit of, uh, uh, Linda, a, a segment called the Piston Cup. And anytime we have a guest on for the first time, uh, we're going to give you a series of five rapid-fire questions. And it's based off, uh, obviously, because for my love of cars and racing, right? And uh, Lightning McQueen. And it's just, you know, whatever comes to your mind, the first answer we'll give you. Sometimes we'll give you an option. Sometimes it's just whatever the first answer that comes to your head. So. So uh, whenever you're ready, uh, we'll cue the music. So, Dave, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Cue the music. Lightning McQueen is going to win the Piston Cup. Drivers, start your engines! Joseph Morbid. All right, Linda, your favorite DVC resort. My DVC resort, I'd be... Crazy if I didn't say Vero Beach. Joe, Florida. Your favorite Walt Disney World restaurant? California Grill. Joe, Florida. Linda, your favorite Walt Disney World theme park? Magic Kingdom. Joe, Florida. Linda, your favorite Disney character? Minnie Mouse. And we're coming down the straightaway right now. See the checkered flag? One more time, Joe, floor it. Linda, monorail, boat, or Skyliner? Oh, got to be monorail. That's the correct answer there, by the way. So. And <laughs> Boat second. Fair. Nice. Linda, congratulations. You completed successfully completed the Piston Cup Challenge tonight. So uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a, we like to get to know our guests a little bit more about that and kind of put you in the spot a little bit. So you did great. You answered properly. Um, you know, with you gonna the, send me some swag then in the mail. Yes, we're gonna put we're gonna we're gonna put it in your office. So just like oh, they cool. did, on, just like they I'll did on the. I'll walk in tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give Marissa an email about that. So, <laughs> Linda, thank you. Is, is there anything else you want to add to tonight's show that maybe we missed uh, that you just want to throw out there to our listeners? Anything else that you want to talk about? No, I just want to say thank you. And, you know, um, it's been a pleasure to visit with you guys and David and Joe and just love being on here with you would be more than thrilled to do it again. And, you know, for anybody that's looking at Disney Vacation Club, just definitely come visit us at the DVC Risa Market for sure. Even if you have research and you've got questions, it's very, very important. You have loads of veteran guides with us. There are 12 of us in Orlando area, one on the West Coast, and we'd love to help you at the DVC resale market. Absolutely. Yeah, and we always say this, you know, we do this podcast for fun. We're all volunteers, but you know, it takes a little bit of money to upload and host, and Dave knows that because he's in charge of that, and so is Pat, and uh, you know, DVC resale market and the world of DVC companies, uh, Monero Financial, uh, DVC Rental Store, they allow us to 
you know, because of their sponsorship, allow us to do these shows and host these shows. So, you know, if you guys are looking for, uh, you know, doing a resale contract or renting some points, you know, check them out. They're always great to come on our shows every month, and they allow us to do what we love to do, which is talk Disney and do snack crawls and all that stuff. So we thank them for their support. And like we say in our little you know, our little commercial, tell them the Mickey Dude sent you. Tell them, uh, you know, we sent you guys. That you heard them on the Mickey Dude's podcast. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank them for supporting us, you know, support the company, support us. So we thank them. So, Linda, before we close out sh- tonight's show, is there any kind of contact information you want to give out uh, to our listeners? Where can they find you at and where, they, where can they find the, uh, the world of DVC companies at? Absolutely. Um, very easy to find DVC Resale Market, dvcresellmarket.com. Great website to go on. You can specifically find me individually at Linda, L-I-N-D-A, at DVC Resale Market. .com is my personal email. If you've got questions or interest, just need some help. Also, my direct line, also my personal sale is 352-223-9600. I would love to help you. Let's talk about service, Dave. I mean, she's giving out her personal cell number to our listeners. That's pretty good. So Linda's awesome. So we've had a great time with her today. Uh, to close out the show, Dave, where can people find you at? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Figments Reality uh, and on Facebook at Dave Koch. All right. And you can find all the Mickey dudes at the Mickey dudes pod, the Mickey dudes podcast. We have all kinds of different names. I say it every show. I can't remember, but search it on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And we're starting, we're starting. And we're, what'd you say, Dave? The Mickey Dudes pod for Instagram, the Mickey Dudes for every other one. Yeah, see, Dave's got all of See, he knows all the information. We're also uploading, starting to upload our shows on YouTube as well. So check us out there. It's just be an audio version, but uh, if YouTube is the way that you're listening to your shows, you can also find us over there starting very soon. Uh, you can also, for, for me, Joe Quat, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Joe Quat, on Facebook at Quat Joe, and also over at the Disney Dads podcast and the resortloop.com DVC roundtable show with Tim Scott over there. Have a great time talking DVC as well over there. So uh, everybody, thank Thank you guys so much, Linda, again, for joining us today. Dave, for uh, taking the time to bear the New York City traffic while sitting in your car to record the show. We love you. Next time, Dave, you'll hopefully have your new computer and you'll be like in your normal studio, which would be great. It'd be a little more comfortable for you. But uh, thanks again, Dave, for joining us. And uh, for all of you, uh, for all of our listeners out there, guys, thank you for uh, tonight's show and uh, have a great evening, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Take care. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.